Hello everyone, Cecil Martin here. Hey, this is Hunter Henry. What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of Raider Nation. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Hey, it's Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, this is Jerry Judah, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, and you're listening to the 14-yard NFL podcast. It is week 11. Wow. Fun slate this week as well, especially the primetime games, although I don't think it's quite the best slate this year, like Charlie Grace was saying in a group chat this week. Um, it's still good, um, you know, as I said, especially the primetime games, but yeah, not 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 as excellent as one the one two weeks ago. Uh, joining me to break down all of this week's games is the one and only Liam Halsey. Welcome back, mate. It's good to have you back on the podcast again. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Two weeks ago was... Um was slightly better. I think there's more terrible games this week, which makes the difference. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Uh, well, I do think there's some good games, but I think, yeah, the other the other week. And we had the whole Germany game, 6pm game, 9.25 game, Sunday night football game. So very rare you get every single hour uh, slate-wise being good. So, yeah, but there's still some good games. I'm looking forward to, to breaking it down with you and uh, gloating over my Chiefs versus Dolphins win <laughs> that I was live there for, just, uh, just to put that out there. <laughs> Yeah, we were, we'll talk about the Chiefs and the Dolphins uh, in depth later on. Uh, but there's only one place to start, and that is Thursday Night Football, where the Ravens moved to 8-3 and three and took a stronghold in the AFC North, uh, winning against the Bengals last night, who were without Joe Burrow in the second half of the game. Uh, he looked to have sprained his wrist on a touchdown pass to Joe Mixon in the second quarter. He's having an MRI today. Uh, but it turns out there's been a report let, uh, in the last couple of hours that he's actually been nursing the injury all week, and he wasn't added to the injury report. So that's a bit... That's a bit odd. The NFL are investigating that now. Um, obviously, he wasn't the only player to sustain an injury as well. It sounds like Mark Andrews may be done for the year over a serious ankle injury. Um, both are absolutely huge messes for different reasons, obviously, Liam. But um, obviously, Burrow might not miss you know, much time, if, if any, um, especially the Bengals having 10 days off now. But um, you know, with the Bengals at 5-5, five and five, they're on the outside looking in of the playoffs right now. They can't really afford to have a, a hurt Joe Burrow. And obviously, Mark Andrews, he's Lamar's number one target. You know, to, to lose him for the entire year is awful, especially how good his Ravens team have looked, you know, even with the win, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. From a Bengals perspective, it said 10 days off, then you've got the Steelers, which isn't a defence physically that I'd want to play if I was hurt. Um, obviously, very hard-hitting, good tackling defence that TJ Watt's going to get a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow in that game, regardless if he plays. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Burrow. They said it's a strained wrist, haven't they? So, But that can mean so many different things depending on which ligament it is, how bad it is. So, yeah, I think if he misses, for me, if he misses two-plus games or more than one game, basically, I think they're done for the playoffs just because it is Steelers and Jags next. And I just don't think with Jake Brown, they would win either of those games and that would be the season over. Steelers, they'd have a better chance. I think Jags would score too many points. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one that he, was, uh, <laughs> he wasn't listed on the injury report. I, I have seen, I don't know if you noticed this, but they've taken probable off the injury reports now. So there's not an option for probable. Uh, okay. So maybe their excuse would be, well, we knew he was going to play all week, so he's probable. So we just didn't put him on there, but we'll see if the NFL actually buy that. Um, but yeah, I don't think he'll be out too long. I think max two games, but we'll, we'll see. In terms of um, Mark Andrews, yeah, it's a big loss. I think he gets something like nearly 60% of their third down uh, targets. So he's Lamar's kind of third down guy. He's the red zone guy. He does have drops in him, but he's still the most reliable pass catcher and the most healthy usually. 
fast catcher that the Ravens normally have. So, yeah, it's a big loss for them. Um, but, yeah, they'll be happy with the win. Lamar also got a little bit banged up on that ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Wilson, again, the same person who injured Mark Andrews. Uh, I think he, in, he was also the same person that injured Odell Beckham Jr. So he injured three Ravens in one game with two hip <laughs> tackles. So uh, he's not a popular person in, in, in Baltimore. But, yeah, it is a shame. Um, we'll see how bad it is in terms of if he comes back to the playoffs. He said season ending, but I know that that sometimes can be a little bit fake. They said similar before with um, Ronnie Stanley, and then he came back and played in the playoffs. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll see what it looks like. But, yeah, it's a big loss. Uh, they're just glad that Lamar's healthy. They need to get Odell out there because without Odell and Andrews, I think the offense would really, really struggle. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought the run game looked quite good without Ronnie Stanley yesterday, obviously, because he, he didn't play, which is a, a, a big... Um, a big bonus, and they were without Marlon Humphrey as well. Who they, they both got injured in the win against the Browns. Sorry, the loss against the Browns on Sunday. Um, so yeah, the, the, obviously the, the Ravens are a bit banged up again. So obviously getting that ten days now is, is sort of crucial for them after this uh, this win. Um, yeah, and Odell Beckham as well. It sounds like he's his shoulder injury isn't serious, which is good as well because he had a really really good game last night and looked probably the best he's looked in years. Actually, I thought. Um, yeah, the, the Ravens sort of obviously they scored in the first drive of this game. Gus Edwards went in for one of his two touchdowns. Um, the Baltimore defense got to Burrow early, um, a couple of sacks, which was a theme. Uh, and last week against Houston as well, the the, uh, the, the Cincinnati O line had had a couple of good weeks, and then last week against Houston, they sort of went back to their, their uh, start of the season form um, again. Uh, and then, yeah, the Bengals took the lead uh, in the second quarter on the throw that uh, Burrow. Uh, well, restrained his wrist or hurt his wrist on to, to Joe Mixon for the touchdown. Uh, and then the Ravens responded on the next drive. Um, Nelson Aguilar went in for a touchdown. And then after that, when Jake Browning was in, they sort of extended their cushion a little bit and the, the, the Bengals couldn't go back um, from that. So, Liam, you sort of alluded to it there. Obviously, do you think the Bengals are done then? And then, in, you know, in that case, do you think now, the, sort of the main question is, do you think the Ravens won the AFC North last night? So I don't think they're done. If he plays the next game and they beat the Steelers, they'd be sick of five. They'd be firmly in it. I don't believe the Steelers and Browns are going to win more than nine games. Um, I think the Bengals can win nine or ten games. Um, but if yeah, if he misses a game or two, for me, then yeah, they will they will be done. So it all depends if he plays or not. Um, but yeah, for your other question, yeah, the Ravens for me have just won the division. Uh, it would be very Steelersy to somehow win this division. Um, but yeah, I just still bank on it. I love Lamar. I think he's been the top four quarterback easily in the league this year. Um, the new offense is better than the previous one. Um, the only problem for them is they've got the fifth hardest strength schedule left mm. in the league. The Bengals have actually got the fourth hardest. Steelers have got the ninth and the Browns are like way down there. I think the Browns have got the fifth yeah. easiest. So in theory, they could still lose the division. But for me, I just think they're the only team that can get to 11 wins. And I just think that'll be by far enough to win the division. And if they win a couple of the hard games, so Jags on the road, Chargers on the road, then they're sorted. That's 10 wins already before they play the other teams that left that are a little bit easier. So, yeah, for me, they've won the division. Um, they just want to stay healthy, get healthy for the, the, the postseason and just keep kind of working those receivers in because they've been a good running team for years, but it gets to the playoffs and they have to pass the ball against the best teams. And I think that's the only thing bottom one needs to keep doing is keep kind of blooding those receivers in for the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, and they obviously uh, after Andrews went out, that Lamar, you know, through a plethora of different guys, obviously uh, Rashad Bateman getting a touchdown, Nelson Aguilar getting a touchdown, Odell Beckham um, having uh, you know a, a day on the on the in the air, Zay Flowers as well. That he spread the ball around yesterday, and it's probably 
the best the Ravens' offense has looked, especially without Andrews, obviously since you know for a while because it was so multiple compared to you know a lot of the time it was just Andrews' run game. Like you know it's, over the last couple yeah. of years, it was really really impressive um, on that part, which is good. Again, as you say, going into the playoffs now um, for Baltimore, that's something they can take away from this game, thinking, "Oh, we have got this. We just have to keep those guys healthy, right?" Yeah, they don't have to throw the ball to three hundred and fifty pound Patrick Ricard like they used <laughs> to have to all the time. Um, but yeah, you're right. They are also very injury prone. <laughs> like Andrews is actually normally the healthy guy. Well, Flowers is different. He was pretty healthy in college, but um, Andrews is normally the healthy guy. Aguilar, <laughs> Bateman, and Odell and Isaiah likely actually in college get injured mm. quite a lot. So for them, it will be health. It will be Lamar. He also gets injured a lot. I think they'll want to wrap up the division as soon as possible and then just be cautious with their injured players. They're normally pretty good at that. Like Marlon Humphrey probably could have played if it was a playoff game, but they're pretty clever at kind of sitting people out and doing the right thing for their players. Um, So yeah, I think a lot of it would just be kind of staying healthy and then just winning some big games. Like for them, they've lost a couple of their biggest games this season. So it'd be nice AFC-wise. So it'd be nice for them if they can then go and beat a Chargers, go and beat a Jags and then get ready for for the playoffs. The only thing I would say is the Bengals' defense is last in the NFL now in success rate on defense, and they give up the mm. second amount of explosive plays. That defense has completely capitulated the last few weeks. And so the Ravens being this explosive didn't surprise me. We'll see how they do against some kind of better defenses as the, the rest of the year goes on. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to follow for the rest of the season, especially you know, if Burrow does miss time for the Bengals. Uh, we'll stay in division and we'll go to uh, the main game at the, in the uh, 6pm slate. Uh, this game is on Sky as well. Um, it is uh, the 6-3 and three Steelers heading to the 6-3 and three Browns. The, the Browns are still favourites in this game by one and a half points, even without Deshaun Watson, uh, which sort of shows where he's he's been out recently, isn't it? Um, ahead of a huge game in the AFC title, obviously they will go into this game without Deshaun Watson, who... Uh, who led them to a combat win over the Ravens on Sunday. Uh, he will miss the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. Um, obviously, he's had surgery to repair a fracture in, in that shoulder. Um, in his place won't be PJ Walker, who uh, who quarterback wins over the Niners and the Colts. Instead, it'll be rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who played in the uh, the loss to Baltimore earlier in the season. Um, just thoughts on this, Liam. Obviously, it's just a weird situation with, with the show in, in general. Just Obviously, your initial thoughts <laughs> of it on him, him, him being, uh, being sat down for the year? Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty anti-Browns <laughs> and anti-Sean Watson as a human. So I'm, I don't want to cheer on injuries, but I, yeah, I'm not unhappy that he's missing. But it is a weird situation. <laughs> 90 million guaranteed money so far, and he's played 12, sorry, 11 or 12 um, games for the Browns. So it is a weird situation. Uh, this clearly was bothering him before. And I, I, they, I know they've said it's kind of a fresh injury, but it's weird that it's on the same shoulder that he was sitting out for. It just seems like that they're obviously that they're obviously linked. So... Um, he did well to gut through the game and finish it. Well, he went fourteen of fourteen yeah. in the second in the second half, didn't he? He actually looked quite. Yeah. Fir- he looked awful in the first half, but the second half he actually looked quite good compared to. Yeah, with a broken shoulder, which is yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely uh, crazy. Very that's a typical NFL story, isn't it? That, that he's getting better with a broken uh, broken shoulder. Yeah, but for them for the season, they've taken in Joe Flacco today for a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, looked pretty good for a backup. Not for a starter, but for a backup last year when he played for the Jets. Um, whether he's just going to be there instead of PJ as a backup or whether they are thinking, we'll give DTR one start and if it goes terribly, then let's try Flacco just because he can kind of read defences. He's going to be able to kind of pick up protections a lot better for the offensive line and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. But it is a weird situation. Long term, that contract and trade just gets worse and worse. Um, but short term, if you're a Browns fan, you'll just be kind of wanting them to do what they've been doing, which is great defence 
run the ball, and whoever plays quarterback just don't turn it over, and they can go and win football games. Um, but we'll see if DTR can do that. I'll be interested now because he started before, didn't he? He had about an hour's notice before the game. Mm. Um, I'll be interested to see how much they run him because he's very quick. He's very good on the ground. They hardly ran him at all. He scrambled a few times and got like sacked way behind the line of scrimmage, which you don't want. But I'll be interested now with a week of preparation if they actually start to run him more because that could be another string to their bow because they didn't want to run Watson. You could tell every time he got a hit mm. on that shoulder, it was it was a bit of a nightmare. So, yeah. It's a bad situation for the Browns. They put themselves in a good place for the league, like we said a minute ago. Easiest schedule in the division. So they can still go and make the playoffs, but they're going to have to win some ugly games like this one. Well, you, you mentioned it there. That was my next point. There's still an interesting proposition for the playoffs because you know they're six and three. They, you know, they would be in the playoffs if they started today. Um, yeah. You know, as, you, as you mentioned, pretty easy schedule coming up. They're running the ball well. They've got the defenses in the top three, top three, uh, four unit in the, in the NFL right now, um, and you know they, they're uh, they're certainly still in the running. Um, but to yeah. sort of you know, be there in a few weeks. They probably have to beat this Steelers team uh, that have won four of the last five games. Actually, um, their defense has been stellar all year. Obviously, TJ Watt is a as a candidate for defensive player of the year as he always is, but this year as well, he's he's been he's been extra good uh, this season. Um, and obviously, you know, rookie quarterback going against that defense will be a very tough test. Um, it's a weird dynamic in this one actually because we know it's probably going to be a low scoring game. Obviously, it's the AFC North as well, but two offenses who you know, are either banged up or you know can't really do offense like the Steelers <laughs> they've struggled they struggled this season a little bit um but yeah you know they are they aren't exceptional but the two top defenses have, have won them games um the Steelers offense has got better you know the last couple yeah. of weeks they, they've they've run the ball well especially against against Green Bay they run the ball really well um and they've sort of increased their production the last couple of games um but it's still a bottom five offense um you know five to ten offense in, in most categories uh if you look through them uh this this year, but they do get Pat Fry moved back um this week, which which will be a big uh, a big gain. He he's been a full participant in practice this week coming off IR. Yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one to call this, but I think I'm gonna go for Pittsburgh. Yeah, the one and a half point spread to the home team shows there's not much between these teams at all, is it? That's just sort of how, how it goes. Um, and I think a little bit of continuity on offense um for the Steelers probably will just about doing it for them but it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a really closely thought AFC North game I thought we've seen this game you know many times before because we have um, yeah. especially with Browns games this season um, but yeah no just no, I think I'm just going to pick Pittsburgh in this one yeah on the uh, full 10 yards betting pod I've got over 32 was one of my best <laughs> bets because 32 is a um, kind of army navy college football game sort of spread in terms of the total so um, yeah, but I do think it's going to be quite a close game. I'm definitely on the Steelers. Um, the line was four and a half when Watson was going to play. So it's hilarious that it only dropped to one and a half when you're replacing the highest paid quarterback in the NFL <laughs> with a what fifth round rookie. I think that kind of shows the sort of team the Browns have been and how they haven't really relied on their quarterback all year. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. They run the ball really well. The offensive line, Still not great, but running the ball, that offensive line for Steelers have been really good the last four or five weeks. They've managed to make Najee look explosive at, at times, which has been hard to do. So, uh, yeah, I think they run the ball. They'll cause turnovers, and, yeah, they'll win somewhere in that two-point to ten-point margin. It'll be a very, very Steelers-Browns sort of game. I think there'll be some big hits and probably slow scoring, to be honest, as well, but hopefully over 32 for, for my bet. 
Well, you've got a, uh, you know, it's a big showdown for Defensive Player of the Year as well because two of the three main candidates in Miles Garrett and TJ Watt are both, both on the same field. That's, uh, that that would be a big, uh, a big case. They'll both be looking to put a big case for that award. Obviously, Michael yeah. Parsons being the other one who's, who's really uh, pushing for it at the minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't um, surprise me if both of them get sack, strip sack fumbles in this game, knowing the two, <laughs> and knowing the quarterbacks as well. Because, yeah, neither quarterback's great. So it wouldn't surprise me if those two make kind of game deciding plays on, on defense. Yeah, and they're both uh, they're both pretty high in, in in turnover per game rate as well. So as you said, it's uh yeah, it, it, I would not uh, I'd be not would be well would not be surprised either. Um, yeah, and then you know if the Steelers do win this, they'll move to seven and three. Um, you know Mike Tomlin continues his case for coach of the year again. He's one of the favourites this year. Um, but yeah, I, you know as you said the whole time, it won't be pretty at all. I think, but uh, no. as a neutral, I think it will come down to the wire or something. Like that. It'll be it'll be fun towards the, you know until the very end. I think. Yeah. Very AFC Northy game. Mm. Um, do you agree with my line of thinking that whoever wins this game probably is a wild card team, almost guaranteed? Because it's going to be hard for with seven wins. It's going to be hard for the four or five win teams to kind of beat you by three games. There's only what some of them have only got six games left, so seven games left. So yeah, for me, whoever wins this game is probably locked into a wild card spot as long as they don't lose every single game. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think especially if you're Cleveland as well. Obviously, that with that with that schedule, then it makes sense. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I think we're starting to see a little bit of a separation at the sort of the top of the AFC wildcard pitch. There's still you know, a little bit at the bottom, but yeah, if you if you can separate yourself to seven wins and you know be up there, you know, pretty close to Baltimore, whoever do do win this game, I think that's a, a, a probably will yeah secure a playoff at least a wildcard spot. Um, as you mentioned. Okay, we'll go through the rest of the 6pm games now, just sort of ripple through and I'll pick our winners. Uh, we'll start in the AFC South, where the Jags are six and a half point favourites at home to the Titans. Um, I think the Titans season was probably done last week, you'd say, with a loss to the Tampa Bay. Uh, but is this is a really interesting one for the Jags. Obviously, they got, they got embarrassed by the 49ers last week. Um, you know, if they lose this one too, Houston are right behind you in the division now. They're seriously in play for it. Uh, so it's a huge one for the Jags. Um, and then for, obviously for Tennessee, this game is about getting Will Levis acclimated and, and comfortable for the future. Um, he looks, you know, the first couple of games were good. Obviously last week he didn't look great. They didn't really have an offense against the Bucks uh, after the first drive, if I'm being honest, last week. Um, it'd be nice to see Traylon Burks get back out there, but it looks like he's probably going to miss another game in concussion protocol. Um, but you know, look, I can't not pick the Jags here. Uh, the, the I think the the, de- the defense loves to produce a turnover. Um, and, you know, and they're tied for first in the league in takeaways per game, and they're going up against a rookie QB as with you know as with the uh the, well as with all these games so far. Um, you know, it doesn't really fill me with much confidence. If I'm being honest, uh, for the Titans' offense, so give me the Jags, and yeah, I think it might even be over the six and a half points as well. Re- rebound game. Yeah, same. I picked them uh, on my pod against the spread today. Um, so yeah, I think they'll win the game in the game by a touchdown plus. Uh, t- everyone mentioned in every podcast for the season that Titans offensive line, I think it's just been as bad as we all thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. And it, it's just one of the reasons why the, the, the offense can't stay consistent. They might have a couple of big plays down the field, but then they can't run for a yard the next three times they try and rush it. So yeah, they're a little bit all over the place. Defense has been probably disappointing, to be honest. The secondary is very young. Um, and obviously they've traded Kevin Bayard to the Eagles now, so that's another loss for them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's no surprise how their season's gone. So yeah, I think the Jags will win. People don't think it because of the 49ers game. The Jags could still be the number one seed with how hard... Oh the yeah, Chiefs their schedule is so easy as well compared yeah. to the rest of the... Yeah, 
really yeah, easy. Yeah, and this is a game you just can't afford to drop. So they need a rebound game, win this game, win it by a couple of touchdowns, and hopefully Trevor plays well because I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan and mm-hmm. hasn't played well the last four weeks. So he needs a he needs a bounce back game as well. Well, that was the thing. He started the season really well. Uh, like he didn't yeah. really have the touchdowns to show it, but as in, if you look at the numbers, like average depth of target, like, you know, big time throws, everything, he was there. He was up there with, with the likes of Tua and Josh Allen at the start of the season. He's sort of fallen off now. But, um, you know, he's he, he was, I think, the the Jags offense, before they started feeding Travis Etienne in the red zone, they, they really struggled in the red zone and, and on third down. That, that's sort of been the thing for them, really, isn't it? Just actually getting into the end zone. Yeah, the offensive line's been terrible. Mm, um, true, yeah. Like when he holds the ball for more than two and a half seconds, which is basically standard. That's not like a long time in the NFL. He has the most pressure of any quarterback, including Daniel Jones. So he's just under pressure straight away. So they need to get better in the red zone, get in rhythm. And the reason they win the games they win is because they run the ball well. When they run the ball well, they don't have to mm. rely on pass protection for 45 snaps a game. So yeah, they need to get ETN going. And then I'd like to see Calvin Ridley get going as well because kind of, one good week, one bad week, back and forth at the moment every week for him, yeah. and, him and Trevor Lawrence. So I'd like to see another a good Ridley game, good ETN game, and then you'll see them start to roll. And then, like you said, they've got an easy strength of schedule, so they could easily win 12 games, which I think people will be shocked about how many games they win because I think people see them as an average team, but I don't think they are, and I think the schedule will help them kind of rack up the wins. I think people under, underestimate their defense as well. Like, yeah, they, they, get, they get they allow a lot of yards, but they're in turnovers, sacks, takeaway, and the, um, third down, red zone. They're all they're, they're up there in every single one of those categories. They just surrender yeah. a load of yards. So that's uh, you know that that's that's a a bit a big factor as well to why the Jags have won so many games as well. Okay, we'll go to Green Bay. They host the Chargers. The Chargers are the only away favourite in this window, three and a half point favourites. Um, it's hardly a surprise with the way, really with the way the Packers have looked this year, though. Um, obviously, it's two callbacks in the twenty twenty draft class: Justin Herbert and Jordan Love, and they're both for the back of pretty good games, I thought, but also two losses for the two of them, which is yeah. sort of shows where their teams are at this year. Um, Brandon Staley is probably a dead man walking, I think, and I don't know about you, Liam, but until last week, I've not really been impressed with what Matt Lafleur doing on you know to help Jordan Love either I, d- I don't think he's I think his play, co- play calling has been less than impressive um yeah and obviously I'm not a fan of of Jordan Love like Ollie Darcy as he's, he's he still thinks he's he's the, he's the future in Green Bay which I just don't see whatsoever um so I'm picking the Chargers in this one they're too talented um but with the way the line and the run game looked for Green Bay last week it's probably the best it's looked for a while even you know without David Bakhtiari if, you know, just, just a reminder and Josh Nyman was out last week as well um I wouldn't be surprised to see the Packers uh, put together an upset, especially the way the, Ch- the Chargers have been coached. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers because I've been surprisingly impressed by their defense the last couple of weeks as well. Other yeah, I picked the Chargers. Yeah, I picked the Chargers minus two and a half as my best bet on the betting podcast um, yesterday. Um, I think they're going to win the game, cover the spread. Everyone can run on the Packers, every single team. Uh, Chargers really want to run the ball, they can't but they really want to try and they did get better at it last week. Um, so I think they'll be able to run well. Eckler's probably going to have a pretty big day. I do think Aaron Jones will probably be able to run well the other way as well. That's kind of just the way Brandon Staley's and any Fangio defense is set up. Um, so yeah, I do think they'll be able to run the ball well, but the Chargers can still force takeaways from from Jordan Love. Um, if he doesn't get Watson involved more in the game, which he hasn't done all season, to be honest, I just don't think they'll be explosive enough because regardless of what the uh, Herbert haters say, he's playing really well and throwing the ball down the field well and Keen Allen's having like season of a lifetime. So, oh, I know, uh, yeah. yeah. I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough on offense. And I do agree with you. I think the Fleur's had a pretty bad year, to be honest, coaching-wise. 
offensive lines really let them down as well. All the offensive lines have played probably worse than they should have played. So for me, they're quite disappointing as a team. So I think the Chargers will go in and win. It might be closer than you'd like if you were a Chargers fan. So I do think they'll run the ball well. And like you said, Staley is Staley. There'll be a couple of dodgy decisions that impact the game. But I think overall, Herbert will just go down in the fourth quarter and win the game like he, he does so many times. See, I think that I actually think that last week, you know, in a loss, I think that's probably the best I've seen Herbert look, uh, look in a while. I, I thought he was yeah, excellent great last week. week. <laughs> excellent last week. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I'm I'm a big critic of his, and he, you know, I came on the podcast on Monday, and I was just was on Tuesday, so and I was like, yeah, fair play to Justin Herbert. I can't, I can't fault that. It's just yeah, his you, defense has killed him again. Yeah, <laughs> like it does, like it does exactly. so often. I just don't think Jordan Love's good enough to take advantage of it this week. No, well, the thing with um, you mentioned that the thing with with love as well is you're going to get three four overthrows a game um really, yeah, especially deep downfield which you see you just see a lot of him so uh if yeah. the charges can pounce on that then yeah i expect the uh yeah to get some turnovers for sure yeah well what he does is he'll do one spectacular throw and then he'll yeah. have like an easy four yard out with guys wide open and he'll throw it 10 yards over his head so he's probably the weirdest quarterback to watch because he's definitely not so odd. bottom five bottom six but he's just all over the place that's a great player it's a terrible player it's a great place terrible it's a turnover it's a rolling out to the right spinning touchdown it's just like yeah, he makes uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but they've got another year to develop him. But yeah, for this game, mm. I think Herbert will be too good to uh, to do it. And I think Eckler as well. For anyone who does kind of daily fantasy stuff, I think Eckler's probably due a huge game in this one. I think. Yeah, on to a huge one now in Houston, where they welcome the Cardinals. The, the Texans are five and a half point favorites. I'm looking forward to this one because it's obviously CJ Stroud against Kyler Murray. Um, two teams that look on the up as well with their new coaching staffs. Um, and I think this will probably be one of the first games I watch on, on Monday morning when I, uh, after uni when I, I rewatch these games. Um, hopefully Nico Collins will be back, back for Houston as well. He's been limited in practice this week, so he might come back. Um, but I think either way, I'm going to pick Houston. Uh, but I certainly think the Cardinals can make this one a game. Um, I thought Kyler looked really good last week, actually. That um, especially for someone who's come back off a you know year long injury, um, that third and ten scramble on you know the last play, the last drive of the game to um to set up the the game winning field goal was uh was 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 awesome as well. Um, and obviously that CJ Stroud, like, he's been he's been so good. He's you know I think he generally I don't think he'll win it because I don't think the Texans will win enough games, but he's he's probably been you know a consistent player enough to be in the MVP conversation right now there's a lot of talk there's a lot of talk about that um and we'll get into the MVP conversation a bit later as well um but yeah I think I think uh I can't pick I'm gonna pick Houston but I like the Cardinals I think they're very well coached they're pretty well driven as well and I think they'll make this one a game yeah I think this will be a fun game kind of needs to be a fun game you look at the the rest of the 6 p.m slate with these two quarterbacks as well there's an argument it probably will be quite exciting so yeah I'm, I'm with you I like the game um, it'll be one of the ones that are on my kind of big screens for the on actual Sundays so I can watch it in full. Um, I am a man who had CJ Stroud as number one quarterback in the draft class, got him to win rookie of the year betting wise. Can't believe the pre draft talk about him. He's one of the best prospects that I've seen since Burroughs come out. Um, and he's been really, really good. And yeah, he's top 10 for me already in the entire NFL easily. Um, so yeah, I do agree with you. I think they'll win the game. I think they need to win the game because. They want to make the playoffs. Obviously, they've traded away their first-round pick, ironically, to the Cardinals. Um, so it doesn't matter for them. They just want to go and win football games now. And that Panthers loss is a little bit of a killer on their record. They'd almost be guaranteed a wild-card spot if they'd have, have won that game. Um, so, yeah, I do think they want to go in and win this game. And uh, CJ Stroud will probably play well. But I do think Kyler Murray will give them a game. And it'll be a... I, th- I don't think it'll be a double-digit win. I think it'll be less than that. But I'd still fancy them to cover the spread, probably. 
yeah, again, I can't wait. Just, they're two of my favourite QBs to watch as well. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a big Kyler fan. I know some people in full 10 yards aren't a big Kyler fan. In fact, the majority <laughs> of people aren't. But I, I, love, I love Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah especially Kyler Josh. Murray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I've had many, many arguments about Kyler Murray with uh, Josh. It yeah, was quite so, funny seeing back in action with the uh, giant helmet running around like Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. I did miss that sight of him just with his huge head just running around in circles <laughs> making fun play. So, yeah, it should be good this this week, uh, I think they'll go over the total. It's like forty-two and a half as well. I think they'll clear that quite easily. Yeah, I think it, I th- it'll be it'll be in the fifties, um, certainly, um, late fifties even maybe. To be fair, I, I won't be surprised yeah. if this one becomes a little bit of a shootout because Cardinals the Cardinals do score some points. You know, they also surrender a lot of points, but you know, a lot of their games are you know thirty points scoring. So these 28, 28 yeah. margin normally for them, but. Yeah, and Texans can't run it normally, so they have to throw it a lot, which means more chance of points. So, um, yeah, neither of these teams can run the ball very well, actually, unless it's their quarterback running. So, yeah, I think there'll be loads of throws and probably a good fantasy football day if you've got any other players in this in this game. Yeah, certainly. Um, On to a game that's sort of taken a bit of new meaning uh, the last couple of weeks with the Raiders winning the last two games with interim head coach Antonio Pierce and the Dolphins um, not really being able to win a big game. A lot, a lot of the... Uh, the media are lower on the Dolphins than I'd say I am um, and I think they should be as well because you know all I see is it actually a team that's growing game on game they're actually getting better game on game especially like Fangio's defence for example where it's got better game on it was, it was really bad at the start of the season it's got better and better and you know against Philly and Kansas City I think it's actually played really really well and they, you know they probably would have beaten Buffalo had the defence turned up in that game I think so. I think it, there'd be a completely different narrative in that in that case, um, for sure. Uh, obviously, off- offensively they've sort of struggled a little bit um, since losing Devon Chain, who should be back this week, um, and River Craycraft as well, who's who was the, the sort of solid third option. Him and Braxton Berrios, um, and he's, he's a great a great run blocker as well. Which they've sort of struggled in the run game since losing Craycraft, but he'll be back this uh, this week. Um, yeah, for me, I'm picking the, the Dolphins, but I, I, you know, I didn't think the Raiders have enough offense to keep up. But their defense has played pretty well, I thought, at points this season, way better than we thought it would be. You know, compared to the start of the season, and obviously last season they were horrific, so yeah. <laughs> way better than last, than last season too. Um, like I said, Max Crosby, he's questionable in this one, but he's had a really good, really good season. Um, but yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins. Thirteen and a half, I think that's a massive spread. It's gone up. It was twelve and a half. It's it's um it's gone up in the last day. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Dolphins. I think they're they're going to keep getting better and better, and they've got a really important stretch after uh, at the end of the season too. But I think they will prove a few people wrong. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to prove anyone wrong for like four or five weeks because that's when the actual no. good teams come back. The next uh, four yeah, games, the next are... five games, are, they can secure a playoff spot before those games, which which may sort of ha- ha- haunt them a little bit because you want to see them against a good team going into the playoffs. But yeah, they've got a, they've got yeah. a good chance of going to the playoffs now, a very good chance. Yeah, just speaking from experience with our team, it's just like you don't want those hard games for us at the start of the season. It's nice to have them at the end because your team does get used to them before the playoffs. Mm. And I know that's only one team. That's just my opinion. But I do think you want to play those tough teams before the playoffs so you can get used to it because the level of game is different. Like Every decision is much more important. Uh, and the fourth quarter becomes more important. And your quarterbacks just get better under pressure the more they do it. That's just how the NFL works. But yeah, in terms of this game, um, yeah, I think the Dolphins will win. I did pick them, I think, on my pod to cover the spread, but it was one of those where I could have gone either way. It'll probably just mm-hmm. go down to a couple of red zone plays for both teams, like you turn touchdowns into field goals or field goals into touchdowns. Um, the Raiders' defense has gotten better, so they've got a linebacker now as head coach, ex linebacker coach. Um, you can tell the defense is kind of much more drilled and more important to the team than it was before. The run game's better. 
Um, they're running a lot more simple stuff, a lot less outside zone, which is good. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think the passing game is good enough for them to score enough points to to beat the Dolphins. They need like a stinker from from two in the offensive line. I just don't think it's going to be enough points for them to, to, to win the game. So yeah, I like the Dolphins. I think they'll cover, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was a touchdown win in the fourth quarter, you know, if the game's just a little bit sloppy in the first half. But yeah, I think the Dolphins should win. Yeah, Toron Armstead is a week healthier as well for the Dolphins, which will be a, a big bonus as well, having him coming out of a bye being healthy. That'd be great. Hopefully he doesn't get injured again because they really need him going into the playoffs. <laughs> he um, always gets injured. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. <laughs> Um, okay, we'll uh, we'll go over to the three games that aren't so great, or two two of them especially, because uh, I think they're going to be big blowouts in uh, to finish off the six pm window. We'll start in in uh, in Carolina. They uh, the one and eight Panthers welcome the six and three Cowboys. I think it's a bit of a low spread actually, only ten and a half points. I was surprised by this one because you know, the the Cowboys had massive spreads. It was sixteen and a half points against the Giants last week, um, which they covered obviously. But um, you know they've they've had bigger spreads. One the one against the Cardinals as well. But ten and ten and five ten sorry ten and a half against this Panthers team who have been horrific most of the year is a bit low. So I'd be hammering the over there. Um, obviously you're a big fan of Dak. Me, not so much, but this year he's been very good. I thought he's been really, really good this year. If you look at his numbers as well, he's, um, he's right up there actually, which surprised me when I was looking through him this week. But I was like, okay, fair play, Zach. Yeah, well done. Um, the other weird one in this is Frank Reich taking back play calling from Thomas Brown. Um, I actually thought that Carolina probably got better on offense since he gave them up, so it's a bit of a weird. Weird, weird thing there um, but I guess with him he's probably just trying to save his job because I think he's actually quite under threat of uh, being one and done if I'm being honest yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm picking Dallas yeah. but um, yeah I'm just interested to see how this game goes really to be fair yeah he's definitely coaching for his job and definitely one done because he hasn't developed a quarterback for years but as, as a court, the guy yeah. who's called a quarterback whisperer and this isn't really his fault to an extent because the GM has produced a roster that just on offense this isn't very good so I don't know what you expect, but yeah, he still has some coaches. And good players on defense get injured all the time as well. Yeah, you know, all the time, and they're young on. Their good players are young as well, and getting injured at that age, like mm-hmm. the the worry. And they just make bad decisions, you know. Brian Burns, someone offered you two firsts, said no, and then trade deadline twelve <laughs> months later, no one even offered them a first. If you listen to the mm-hmm. beat reporter from from the Athletic, so um, yeah, they're just a weird team. I agree with you on the spread. Actually, I think it's because last week's spread was too short, so they had them sixteen and a half against Tommy DeVito, and they were like, okay, ten and a half. Because basically the bookies will just use whatever grade they've got the Giants, whatever grade they've got the Panthers, split the difference, and that'll be how they make the difference. But last week, I think the spread should have been 20, like 19 and a half against that quarterback. So I just feel like the bookies have got it wrong. So yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll cover the spread. I think the defense could score more points than the Carolina offense does. Which... Well, they're averaging a touchdown every, every game, every every, every other yeah. game, which is just mental for a defense. Every other game they score a touchdown at this point. It's just like... yeah. I was listening to uh, one of the Ringer podcasts and one of the guys mentioned if you write out all the players on offense and defense, for offense for the Panthers, defense for the Cowboys, the six best players probably all play for the Cowboys. So it's one of the biggest kind of mismatches that you'll see. So yeah, I think they'll, they'll be dominant. And you are right, Dak's playing well. Um, still like the Cowboys to get to the... I don't want to keep saying the Super Bowl. I've been too in on them this year, but they're going to get far. His last four weeks, he's had more generated more EPA per play than any quarterback ever that's mm. not named Patrick Levon God Mahomes. So um, <laughs> he's playing really well. So and I expect him to play well in this game as well. But he needs to do it in the uh, in the big games. But yeah, this game should be a complete blowout. I don't think we'll see much on red zone from from the Panthers. Well, last week as well, they they got Brandon Cooks involved, which has been massive because he's been sort of absent most of the season. He he came in yeah. a, a big game last week too. 
they need sort of running game out. That's the only thing for them. Mm. And it could just be give Pollard less snaps, which sounds counterproductive, but I think that he's just getting too many touches for someone who's been had obviously a broken leg less than 12 months ago. Um, but yeah, you're right. Brandon Cooks and Ferguson look really, really good now, which is a massive benefit for the offense. It doesn't have to be CD doing it. Um, but we'll see if he keeps up 150 yards. 10 know, it's an awesome streak. start, isn't it? He's got a chance of keeping it up with this game, but then after that, it'll get a little bit harder because their schedule, their strength schedule is not easy either after this week. So, Yeah. Okay, well, we'll stay in the NFC East. We'll go for an all-NFC East tie between the Commanders and the Giants. The Commanders host this one, and they are nine-and-a-half-point favourites. Um, probably the least meaningful game of the week, I think, probably, if you look at it. There's no <laughs> playoff implications in this one. Uh, obviously, it's a division game, so I expect it'll be tighter than... Yeah, it would be if it was just a you know, four or six team against a, a horrific two and eight team on their third quarterback that the Giants have been this year. Um, but obviously, I'm going to have to go for Washington. Um, it'll be cool to see FEO Barda play meaningful snaps in this one. He wasn't great last week, but he did play a lot. Um, and he will probably start too with James, James Smith Williams um, missing practice this week. Um, but yeah, the Giants are a mess down to the third QB of the season. Already ruled out Evan Neal in this one as well as Adore Jackson, and it sounds like Kayvon Thibodeau will miss this game too with a concussion. So, um, yes, give me the give me the commanders in this one. And I, I like somehow. I actually thought, I like how he's playing. This, I quite like him. Other than yeah, obviously the offensive line horrific as well. So you've got to take that into consideration. But um, yeah, give, give me Washington. Here. Yeah, I like somehow as well. I would say I think Eric Bieniemy is doing a fantastic job. With oh the yeah, so it's so creative as well. Like it's he's sort of proven that obviously as Andy Reid doing everything but he's sort of shown you know I've been under Andy for so long that I can I can Definitely. do a creative offence because you know, I think I think he'll be the head coach next season if I'm, if I'm yeah so now. do I yeah I think so too um, yeah and I guess it is the least meaningful but they'll win this game I'm with you they'll cover the spread as well they're nine and a half points which is uh, the commander's never nine and a half points favourite no. against anybody <laughs> so um, yeah I think they'll cover the spread win the game if they didn't have such a hard schedule there's a chance they could have they could have got the seven seed, but when I look through their schedule, it's the third hardest in the entire NFL. They've got <laughs> Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams, 49ers, Cowboys again. So, um, yeah, for, there's no chance this game means anything, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, I think the Commanders will win, and Sam Howell will probably play well, which is good because he's probably going to have to be their quarterback next year unless they trade for someone, um, which which we'll talk about in the off season. But yeah, they'll win this game. For me, the Giants have actually been the worst team in the NFL. Everyone talks about the Panthers. I think Panthers are probably second worst. I think the Giants are probably the worst, unfortunately. And yeah, they're lucky that come out this week that no one's getting fired, apparently. GM, head coach, um, coordinators, that apparently they're all staying. So um they've obviously written it down, written it off just because of injuries. But I do think they've been pretty poorly coached this year as well. Do you think the Giants go quarterback in the draft? Oh yeah. You, yeah, because obviously they've got that contract down with Jones, but it just makes too much sense not to. Like, he's he's yeah. never going to be at a level that you know some of the quarterbacks, especially at the top of the draft, they're going to be. I don't think. Well, well, Tommy DeVito might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Maybe Peterson's up there. Um, that game, what was the game of the Broncos had to play a wide receiver, Kendall Hilton? Oh, uh, Kendall Hilton, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like that level of play. Um, so I just don't think they'll win another game, or maybe one. And I just think that means if you look at the schedules of everyone else, they're probably going to be at worst fourth, but more likely for me, probably second or third. And I just think that then the cost to trade up one place isn't that much. Or if you're second, you'll just take whichever quarterback's not taken first. So, yeah, I, I think they will take quarterback and then you can either trade Jones or just he can kind of help the rookie. Because um, I still think he's good enough to, to help for you if you don't want to start the rookie and you want to do a kind of Chiefs-esque 
rest like don't start the quarterback for a season. But yeah, I think they'll go they'll go quarterback. They're, they'll be stupid not to. If they don't, it's because the owners have told them not to. Because the owners yeah. love that. Jones. It won't be the GM's decision. It'll be the ownership for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then finishing out the six pm slate, it is uh, the Lions hosting the Bears. This one, the um, the spreadness has gone down in the last twenty four hours. It's gone to seven and a half points. It was nine and a half at the start of the day. Um, obviously, Justin Fields is coming back in this one. Um, both teams are coming off wins. Actually, the Bears have had a bit of an extra prep time. Obviously, playing on Thursday night football last week. Um, but look, I'm still picking the Lions. Just it's difficult not to really. They they look back on their game last week, although um. You know, what I wanted to ask you, obviously, uh, about a month or so ago, you said that the Lions are, were one of the top three teams analytically in, in the league. Is that still the case? Are they still up there? Or obviously, did the Ravens, they took a hit after the Ravens game? Yeah, they're still up there. They're like fifth. Yeah, fifth now on ELO, so which takes a lot of that into account. So, yeah, top five team in the NFL. In the NFC, it's actually quite heavy NFC. They're fourth in the NFC. 49ers, Eagles and Cowboys are now all above them. Basically, them and the Cowboys have nearly flipped now with how good the Cowboys have been the last few weeks. Mm. But you're right. A lot of that is that Ravens game that's taken a lot off it. And their defensive metrics are awful after the Chargers game. So, a little <laughs> bit a little bit of that is uh, is on defense. But, yeah, they're still very good for me. Um, as mentioned on our pod, that they're desperate for the one seed because Jared Goff in the Dome so much better than outside at home, so much better than away from home. The Super Bowl obviously is in the dome as well. Most people don't think the Lions can get to the Super Bowl, but they won't think that. They'll think we can win the Super Bowl. So for them, if they get one seed, they go home in a dome, home in a dome, Super Bowl in a dome. So for them, they think our offense can win the Super Bowl if we do that. So they'll be trying to win every single game. Um, and yeah, I think they've got a chance to be. I'd be shocked if they weren't the second seed at, at minimum with the with how if you look at their schedule. Uh, and I just think this game could be fun. It's the highest total of the six pm slate, and mm. I, I do think with their defense and how bad it's been the last few weeks that the Bears can score points, and we know the Lions can score against everyone. So I actually think this game could be quite good. But I do think the Lions will win and, and cover the spread. And obviously Fields as well playing for his future now, whether it's in Chicago or somewhere else. Yeah, it's a, yep. a big stretch coming up for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he. If you can't throw the ball on the Lions' defense at the moment, you can't throw it on many teams. So for him, I know he's got that injured thumb, but yeah, they're, if they're playing him and he shouldn't be out there, they're stupid because that's just going to make that decision harder for them. So you'd like to think he's healthy enough to throw the ball into play. So yeah, it's a big game for him. Um, but I think they'll score some points. But yeah, the Lions just look really, really good. And Jamal Gibbs and Montgomery will probably run all over this Bears uh, defensive line. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh it's probably one of the worst units of any, you know, not even the defensive line, just position-wise in the NFL. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Both their lines are actually probably two of the worst units in the NFL, mm. unfortunately, for, <laughs> unfortunately for them. So, yeah, not a good team to play when you're against Dan Campbell's team who love uh, being aggressive uh, on the lines. What did you uh, make to last week's fourth and two decision? Were you uh, like me and screaming for them to go for it? And then when they got it, you were, you were happy? Or were you one of the ones saying they should just kick the field goal? Oh, it's weird. It's weird. For where they are, I would have gone for it. So yeah, it's, mm. it's, you know. But I'm quite aggressive anyway. I'd, I'd probably, if it's fourth and three or less, I'd probably go for it. Yeah. If, as long as I'm not in my own twenty-five. Yeah, especially <laughs> so, in the last drive in the fourth in the fourth quarter. Dan Campbell's yeah. the new uh, nerd hero. They were sacked off <laughs> with Daniel. Sacked off Brandon Staley, and we've got. Dan Campbell is the fourth down hero now. So, yeah. <laughs> there we are. 
Um, all right, we'll go over to the 9pm slate now. There's only three games in this slate, which I don't know why there is, because the 6pm slate's loaded with games, but um, it is what it is. Um, so we're going to go, f- we're going to break down uh, in depth the Jets-Bills game, because I think there's way more storylines in this one than the one that Sky have actually picked, the uh, Tampa Bay-San Francisco game, um, which obviously 12 and yeah. a half point spread says it all. Uh, I, think I don't know why they put that. It's because of the, the nine international though. rights, isn't it? That's, better. That's, probably what it, that's probably what it is. Yeah, it's the worst game of the three, though, isn't it? I think. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, no, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, the Bills are seven and a half point favourites in it, which I don't really know why, if I'm being honest, because it's an absolutely crucial game for them. But look, we, they've, they've not been great on offence for a while now. Um, you know, if they lose this, they, you probably have to imagine that a, a postseason berth is probably highly unlikely. Now, it's a massive game for the Bills. Um, obviously, after Monday night's loss to Denver, they dropped to 5-5 five and five and they fired Ken Dorsey um, after a pretty much season of disappointing offence. Um, I went into it in depth on Monday's pod. It seems to me it's like a little bit of Josh Allen, a little bit of the offensive line as well, of course, and a slightly bigger bit on the play calling um, as well. I think Aaron's, uh, sorry, Allen's been probably the most conservative. He's been, you know, um, and he's also obviously turned the ball over the most he, he has. Uh, you know, and then he, you know, so it's just it's just weird, um, and obviously the big then they're not getting that big play that they've had over the years. They they they're not they're not get they're not getting that. Um, so yeah, firstly, you know, obviously, what do you make of the firing as a you know as an analytics guru? Obviously, I think there's a you've probably looked at some stuff that stood out to you, but for me, yeah, I think look they they've something's changed this year on offense for sure, and it's it's pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I'm kind of on the other side, I think. Um, yeah, they're like top three in everything on offense. They're nearly the same numbers exactly as last year as well. The, the whole thing is just turnovers. It's Josh yeah. Allen doing stupid throws. Um, <laughs> and you've got the first play of the game, we want to go and score. And then yeah, James, James Cook gets the ball ripped out, mm-hmm. which is just, yeah. So for me, it's literally just turnovers. And they wouldn't have fired the offensive coordinator if the head coach just didn't put 12 men on the field for a special teams play like that's how stupid the nfl is like if they just win that game he doesn't get fired and it's just like it's completely stupid so yeah i agree the last three weeks the offense got worse they were number one in everything three weeks ago so it has got worse the last three weeks but i think it's just the head coach is desperate to save his job when the two units that are underperforming and special teams the defense is like bottom four and everything since matt milano has got injured um so i think it's just the head coach trying to save his job i would say ken dorsey um, not quite as good in the red zone as what Brian Dable that, was. What, I think a, points has been their, their issue as well. Obviously, they've, they've scored about yeah. 18 points a game or something like that over the, you know, since, since that loss to Jacksonville. When before, yeah. like, you know, they were scoring 30, 40. You know, even they put 48 on Miami, for example. Like, yeah, it's, since the Jags game, it's, it's been, they've not been able to, to find the end zone. Yeah, and it is no um, surprise to me that that is after, the week after was when Josh Allen popped up on the injury report again with that shoulder injury again and it just seems like whether that's impacting those long throws or not because you're right he doesn't throw as deep down but for me I think it was yeah head coach desperate I understand the issue for me is the offense is still really good but it's just like this is Josh Allen (laughs) he is gonna throw interceptions and give fumbles and he's just a risky quarterback and I think they're just gonna have to live with that and I think it's their fault for just spending so much money on defense and not surrounding him with another couple of weapons um, and the offensive line's been bad for like three seasons now, and they just continue to just to mm. be like, cool, we'll just get more defensive players and spend more money on first round corners that we don't even play. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it was down to Dorsey, but you have to do something if you're a head coach who might lose your job. And I think he's panicked. Uh, in terms of this game, I agree with you. I think it's a must win. I think it's a must win because I don't think they're out of it 
with their record. But if you look at the schedule, which is the hardest left in the NFL, I think it's harder, too hard for them to win enough games to get in the playoffs if they lose this game. Um, and on the other side, the Jets want to make the playoffs. You've heard the whole fake Rogers Achilles return stories that I think are just yeah, slightly... But apparently, he's ba- apparently he's back in the building next week. So Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. And if they lose this game, there's just no point. And what's the point of playing them? There's no point because mm. I think you're completely out of it if you lose this game. So, yeah, it's a really important game. Both teams need to win. Yeah, I like the Bills. I like the Bills to cover. I think Josh Allen's just too good. Um but yeah, if they come out and turn the ball over again, they'll lose. But that's what happened to the Chiefs against the Broncos. If any team turns the ball over for four times a game, they're going to lose. So yeah, I think they win. I think they cover. I don't think Zach Wilson can score enough points. He's one of the only quarterbacks that just won't be able to kill this defense because what McDermott will do is just blitz him to death, which he always struggles yeah. with. So, um, yeah, I like the Bills. But yeah, we'll see. This should be a fun game. It should be a good crowd as well. Yeah, I think obviously the, the, there's the added thing there is as if you know, so if, if the Jets beat the Bills, then they'll have um, you know, obviously a, a game advantage over them because they beat it would have swept them as well. Obviously, because they beat yeah. them in week one. So, so if the Bills drop the five and six, I think they're probably done. In fact, because the the Bills are sorry, the Jets have a tiebreaker over them. Um, so obviously, they've got the game in Miami. You know, their their schedule is horrific after this game. Yeah, they've got, they've, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrific. Dolphins. There's another team as well, but uh, Cowboys yeah, it's the hardest thing, isn't it? I think it's Cowboys. Yeah, might, yeah, it might be the Cowboys. Yeah, like I said, it's way harder than anyone else has left. So uh, this is like they're one of their easier games. It's against the defense. It's pretty good. So yeah, they've got to uh, they've got to win this game. One of the big issues. I don't know what you think, but Von Miller as well. Just one of the worst edge rushes for pressure rate this year. Just it looks like the ACL has just really impacted him. If they can get him going, the defense will start to improve. But at the moment, they're just not getting pressure. And if you can't get pressure on Wilson, then you're not going to get pressure on anyone. So well, also it's against got... that Jets offensive line as well. Yeah, is that that's is well, it's got a quarterback injured already, and is yeah. you know, they're they're putting they're putting new guys in each week by you know by the single things as well. So it's like it's uh it's very you know low. You know, they're, they're pretty much down to practice squad guys in some positions now. Um, the Jets are so well. Uh, yeah, that if you can't if you can't get pressure in this game, then yeah, it's probably probably a bit of a problem. Um, yeah, I'm going to think. Do you think Jets can cover? Uh, oh, do you know what? I think it'll be. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a, a dogfight. So probably, yeah. Uh, it's a division game, of course, as well. So you know, the the there's the the Jets did it. You know, the Jets the Jets limited them in week in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, I mean, it's and well, Zach Wilson actually had one of his best games. Obviously, he came in in relief as well against the, that yeah, Bills defense. Um, so. So there's, so there's that as well, but obviously the, the Bills defense wouldn't have game plan for Wilson. Obviously they would have game plan for Rogers. So we'll, mm. we'll see what happens with, with this game. But yeah, I'm picking Buffalo, but I I really do th- feel like it will be it'll be close. Like, I think they will probably cover. And um, yeah, the only I quite like the Jets, but the only difference um, for me is the fact that probably the Jets' offense has been you know really bad since that um, upset went over the Eagles, like Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Uh, you know, you just give the ball to Brees Hall. That's all you need to do, and they just haven't been doing it enough. Yeah. And um, yeah, especially against the Bills, the Bills yeah. can't defend the run. Get like they need to run the ball well in this game. If they can't, then it just tells you everything you need to know about the offensive line. If they can't run the ball against the the Bills, so yeah, I agree with you. I didn't give me a dog fight between the Bills or separate in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's that's the that, that that's exactly how I feel actually. To be fair, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll go over to San Francisco who host uh, the Bucks. Uh, the the Niners are twelve and a half point favourites, um, and again this is Sky's main game in this in this slate. 
Um, you know, I said I probably would, I'm going to be watching Jets Bills, but you know, I'm still looking forward to watching this game afterwards because I quite, I like the Bucks. I'm a big I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan as well. Um, they ended their four game losing streak with their win over Tennessee. Um, I thought Baker looked really good last week. The defense was much better. The defense has been as sort of let the side down. Um, yeah. I'd be, I was, I said I said on um. I said on the Friday of last week, I was I said, um, you know, Todd Bowles needs a defensive performance here because he's, he's you know he's paying for his job, he's, you know, he's coaching for his job, um, because yeah, the defense has been what's that seen down recently, um, you know, they're still alive in the NFC South race as well. They've still got quite a few. I think they've got four division games left, so they they got uh they uh you know at four and five, it's not it's not over, especially the way the Saints looked last week. Um, so look, if the, if the Bucks can steal this one, then uh then uh. Yeah, we'll um, we'll they'll they'll still certainly be alive in the playoffs um race. Look, the Niners they were exceptional last week. The bye week came at a good time for them as well. Um, Debo Samuel back. Um, obviously McCaffrey's uh streak for touchdowns ended, but yeah, I think the Jags are always in a sort of stop. But when the, when it was obvious they were forcing the ball to him at the end, I think that was a bit bit uh bit cocky. <laughs> so, uh, it's not stupid as well though. Someone yeah, because yeah, they they know the ball's going to go to him, so it's just yeah, you know, it's just. So um yeah and he, he was the only sort of you know main starter in in the game you know with a couple of minutes left to go as well um I can't I can't pick against San Francisco but I think it's I think I'm hoping it'll be a close one if I was a, a better man as well um I'd probably bet Tampa Bay to go um you know cover the spread in this one actually I, I really like the Bucks and um yeah give Baker Mayfield an offensive line and he looks pretty decent that's all yeah honestly put Baker <laughs> in this put Baker in this Browns team and I genuinely think they'd be one of the best teams in the AFC. Hot take, hot take. Uh, I think let's, I honestly think, you, clip, I think they will be. That. Let's clip that let's, take. Let's clip. They should have kept <laughs> him all along. But if they kept him, they had this team. Imagine how you know they'd be completely different feeling around the Browns. Obviously, you know they they they'd probably be better because they'd have more picks as well. It's just you know mm-hmm. all broke. All he needed to you know when he was good, he had a good, good offensive line. His one bad year, he was running you know running around all the time. That's not what Baker Mayfield wants to do. No. Yeah, that's that's what that's where he's bad. Yeah, that is where he's bad. Um yeah, I'm not as high on Baker as you. I don't hate him, but I don't not high on him. But yeah, I think the Browns should have kept him just because I hate Watson. <laughs> so it's a different story. But he's played pretty well for the Bucks. He is like I'd say the standard of quarterback this year in the league is definitely worse than it's been, and he is firmly like bang average. So like sixteen ish. Um, which he probably I would probably wouldn't have said that last year. I would have said he was in the twenties. So he has looked better. Him and Mike Evans have got a nice connection. The offensive line has actually been a lot better than yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah. Um, Compared to what they had against you know for Brady last year as well, because yeah, you know, <laughs> Tom was getting the ball out in about two point like one seconds last year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Rashad White as well. It's awful for the first six weeks. All of a sudden, he's turned into mm. like Alvin Kamara. So um, yeah, they look better on offense than I thought, but they had the defense. It's like for sure, head coach is bound to get fired. Like he's a defensive first guy that always talks about defense, and their defense has been awful since like week two um so yeah in terms of the game i'm gonna pick the 49ers i probably would pick them with the spread but i think it'll be close uh, it just depends how many big plays kind of mike evans and baker can chuck up because <laughs> uh yeah. mike evans has been getting those 50 yard bombs regularly down the field but yeah the 49ers should win this they need to win it as well because they want to kind of stay ahead of the seahawks before those two teams play each other twice in the last six games so yeah, I think they'll win, but I'm hoping for a fun game. But yeah, we'll see. I don't know why it's the Sky game, but yeah, it's, like yeah. So it's probably the right. Um, they played each other twice in three weeks as well, so um, yeah, good, pretty you know, close turnaround with those two games. 
Um, yeah. We're going to the last game in the, in the 9 p.m. slate involving those Seahawks. They head to the Rams. Um, obviously, we, we we watched this game together in, in week one where the Rams sort of sent Seattle back down to earth <laughs> after an impressive um, yeah. season last year. Just watching Owen's reaction to it was so funny. <laughs> just, I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. Um, yeah, the Rams are coming off their bye. Matthew Stafford will be back in this one as well. Um, Seattle beat Washington with the last second field goal uh, last week. And they sort of, they've been up and down this year, really, Seattle, haven't they? Especially... You know, offensively, um, I yeah, actually thought Junior Junior looked probably the best he's looked in the fourth quarter this year. Last week, I actually thought he sort of put him on his back because a lot of the time mm-hmm. he struggled in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. but yeah, I thought he played very well last week actually. Um, Tyler Lockett, that's the thing going into this one. He limited snaps last week. He may not play in this one, but we don't really know. It feels like with him and Metcalf, they've missed practice so many times this year and ended up playing. So I really don't know yeah. what's going to go on with them. Um, yeah, it feels like they don't practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and yet they still they still see up. But the two of them are banged up, that's for sure. And um, mm-hmm. they've sort of relied on on Justin Jigba um, a lot recently, um, getting him get him going. Um I'm going to go Seattle just because I feel they're probably the better, they are the better team, and also because uh, you know Stafford's first game back might be a bit rusty. Obviously, yeah, a hand injury as well. You know, throwing the football, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But um, yeah, I'll go, let's go Seattle. Yeah, I stick to the same pick I did on my pod, which was the Rams. Uh, I think the offense will be good, too good if mm. Stafford, if it, if he's himself. Um, but I think it'll be a very close game. It's just Sean McVay, it's one of the typical this division, they all beat each other the same way yeah, every yeah. time. And McVay always beats beat Carroll. So yeah, I think it'll be really close. I think it's only one and a half point spread, so the bookies think it's gonna be close. Um but I just think with Stafford, McVay, Cup, Puka, I think they'll they'll do enough on offense to go and uh, to go and win this game, um, which puts a lot of pressure on the Seahawks because they've got some hard games coming up. The Seahawks really need to win this game. And the Rams will still mm. believe they can get the seventh seed. So the Rams need to win this game as well. I know most people think it's done and the Vikings have got it, but McVeigh won't be thinking that. He'll be thinking we have to beat the Seahawks to uh, to have a chance. Because you never know, the Seahawks could lose both those Niners games and the Rams could be a game behind them. So, yeah, I think the Rams will win, but I'm expecting a close game. I thought this was going to be the Sky game, to be honest, because I think it will mm. be a, a bit of a fourth quarter. I wouldn't quite say shootout because both teams' coaches love to go the odd run on first and 10, run on second and nine, and then our quarterback has got to do a miracle on third and eight. So, um, But I think it'll be a fun, exciting game that goes late into the fourth. Yeah, and if Seattle can get Kenneth Walker going, then they probably will win. There's that stat where, you know, if he has more than, I think, 16 touches, I think they 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 win a lot of games. When he has less than 16 touches, they lose a lot of the time. So that'll be, um, that'll be something to, to watch for sure. Okay, well, we'll quickly go through Sunday Night Football before getting into the big one, Monday Night Football, obviously. Um, Sunday Night Football, fun one, this. Yeah, a few weeks ago, it looked to be certain to be flexed. Now they're in flex season, it looked like it was certainly going to be flexed. Um, but now both teams have uh, got a chance of being 500 or better, yeah, at this yeah. point, as the Broncos win. Um, both teams are 1-4 and four in Week 5. Dev went on to be 1-5, and five, um, and they've got a chance to go to 500 in this game. Um, and... and Either that or the Vikings could be seven and four, um, and that's without Kirk Cousins. Obviously, Justin Jefferson's missed a huge chunk too, although he might be back for this game. Um, obviously, Denver won three straight themselves, including wins over the Chiefs and the Bills either side of the bye week. Um, I love I love Josh Dobbs, but I'm also a big Sean Payton, Russell Wilson fan. 
Um, and I think that run game will probably be the difference in this one. The Broncos are running the ball um, a while better um, yeah. these last couple of weeks. So I'm going to go for the Broncos to win this one. They are the favourites, so two and a half point favourites. But look, I'm looking forward to watching this one. I'm just I'm so annoyed I got Uni at ten fifteen um, so on, uh, <laughs> on on Monday morning. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, this one this one will be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, back in my day at Uni, this would be a sky of the lecture day, mm. but. Your degree's different to mine, but yeah, mine would have. Uh, <laughs> this would have been a a sky for uh, to, to watch this, but yeah, um, I think it'll be a close game. You're right; it is going to be quite fun compared to what it was. I think four weeks ago, this game probably looked like a bit of a disaster, to be honest. Um, especially after the Kirk injury, before the Dobbs trade, you'd be like, "Oh, this game doesn't look good." But after beating the Chiefs, beating the Bills, Vikings now getting a quarterback, Jefferson potentially coming back, Hawkinson looking great. Bearing in mind he's injured as well. Um, this yeah. game is going to be quite fun, and it'll probably be a little bit of a disaster as well. Like there'll definitely be a couple of awful turnovers. Just, just that's how these two teams roll. Um, but yeah, I'll pick the Vikings just because I think uh, they've got one of the best head coaches in the NFL um, and a really good play caller now. Like really, really good. That, some of the stuff he does on offense, if he just has a good quarterback, it looks impressive. So yeah, I think they'll win. But it'll be really close. Could be a field goal game to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be be super close as well. Um, okay, we're going to Monday Night Football now. Obviously, Super Bowl rematch, Kelsey Bowl, yeah. Taylor Swift Bowl because she's an Eagles fan, so a bit of conflicted interest <laughs> there. Um, Andy Reid obviously going up against his former team. I just I can't wait to watch this game. Uh, both teams coming off a bye as well, so that sort of yep. neutralizes itself. And they both got crucial wins in the lead up to to, to that week off as well. Um, the Chiefs beat Miami and Frankfurt. They held on at the end. Um, the Eagles held on and sent the Cowboys back to Dallas empty-handed uh, that night too. Um, and obviously, they, they now play each other in what is probably the, an- the most anticipated game of the year so far. I'd say um, certainly one of them. You know, only three losses between them this year. Both teams have responded to their losses well too. Um, obviously, the, the shot ones um, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, PFF has these two teams ranked as the two best in the league, one and two. Um, so obviously, you know, this is a Super Bowl rematch, Liam, but could this also be a Super Bowl preview? Could be, yeah. Very rare, isn't it, that you see the same game. It's hard to get back to one. So both teams getting back would be quite impressive. Um, I think it's two teams that will be in the top, the championship game for me, AFC and NFC. I think they'll both be one or two seed as well, guaranteed. So, yeah, you are probably right. It's probably the most anticipated kind of exciting game of the year i think because they're in different conferences it probably doesn't mean as much mm. you know as like some of the games down the stretch we've got bills chiefs i think bengals chiefs new year's eve is a big game um ravens bengals before the injuries was a big game on thursday but uh, yeah i do think this is probably the most anticipated game um taylor swift and her family meeting uh, travis's family only adds another uh, degree to all the people that are going to be annoyed about them talking <laughs> about that on the broadcast but i will enjoy it um but yeah it's a fun game and it could be a preview um i had chiefs cowboys but it would not shock me if these two teams were in the super bowl it would not shock me if like one of them was in the super bowl one of them wasn't um i think they're great teams that have played really well this season uh eagles have probably been the best team for me in the nfl um same as they were last year probably at this stage um and it should be a fun game um but we'll see if the chiefs offense can uh, make it be a fun game <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the uh, the number three scoring offense in Philadelphia against the number two scoring defense in Kansas City. It'll be a fun battle. I think that's the battle of the game we're looking for. And then you, obviously you've also got the Chiefs offense that you mentioned that is sort of yet to find a groove going up against the Eagles defense that is supremely talented but not quite performing to the level of what has done or we expected to um, this year either. Um, it's quite hard to call this one. I just 
you know, I think it's going to come down to which QB has the best game, which will certainly have a big factor in the MVP conversation as well. Uh, there's no yeah. clear favourite, obviously. Both of these two are, are high up in the betting odds in the conversation right now, um, especially the way Justin, uh, Jalen Hurts has played lately as well. Um, yeah, obviously, do you think either of these two are, are MVP worthy? Obviously, if they have a big game in this game, then that will go a long way to it. But yeah, who, you, yeah, Liam, who do you think will win MVP if you were to guess right now? Because it's still so open, isn't it? Yeah, so historically, it's basically whoever is the one seed who is their quarterback. So I've heard a lot of podcasts say whoever wins this game will be the one seed, uh, will be the MVP. Uh, and I kind of agree with that. I think if the Eagles win this sense. game, Hurts will win MVP. I think that's guaranteed for me. If the Chiefs win it, they still need to finish the one seed above Lamar. It'll be Mahomes or Lamar. So yeah, it'll be Mahomes, Lamar, or, or, or Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm biased. So um, the Chiefs have got a lot of big games. Like I said, they go, they've got this game, they've got the Bills, they've got Thursday night football, a Sunday night football, a Bengals on New Year's Eve standalone game, the Raiders on Christmas Day standalone game. So voters care about big games. So if he, Mahomes plays well in those big games, he'll get more votes just, just naturally. So yeah, I think it could be, it'll be one of those three for me. Um, yeah, I think both quarterbacks will be quite desperate to win this game in, on a big stage. Um, Jalen probably annoyed that he didn't win the Super Bowl, obviously. And I think Mahomes will just be annoyed how uh, the last couple of weeks have gone on offense. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think whoever wins this game has got a hell of a chance to, to be MVP. If like In DVOA as well, this is like the third best defense versus the 10th best defense. Chiefs having the third best. It's like yeah. fourth and fifth on offense against each other. Uh, like you mentioned, scoring. Uh, EPA per play for quarterbacks is like third and fourth. So, yeah, it's an elite, elite game. Um yeah, what do you think about the totals low? Actually, it's forty-four and a half. Do you think this will be a high-scoring game, or both defenses are good? Do you think there's a chance it could be a bit kind of slower oh. than people think? No, I, I think it will be low fifties, but I, I think it's it just depends on how the Chiefs' offense turns up. I think you know, if the Chiefs' offense turns mm. up, then you know, if the Chiefs score twenty-six points, then I've or more, then I think then it'll be over. <laughs> That's the mm. thing. It's just it's just uh, it's just with them really. Um, because I love the Chiefs' defense, but I think I also love the Eagles' offense. So, so I think it yeah, just, that's same. what that's what fascinates me in this game. I love, I, I say it every week. I absolutely love what Spags is doing with his defense, and the fact that it's been this good this early on and this good throughout is brilliant. Like that's what's that's what's winning the Chiefs' games really is. It's been this defense. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, and that that's why I think as a Dolphins, I came away so encouraged by the way the offense played in that second um half against this Chiefs' defense because I you know. They they run the ball. They, they completely eliminated Mostert in the first half. Second half they managed to run, run the ball again, and it sort of uh, that that helped because Daniel was just going pass, 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 pass in that first half, and that was um. Chiefs are hard to pass on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was just like, what? Um, but yeah, I think uh, no, I just can't, I just can't wait. Um, I going back to the MVP before we get into who I think will win this one. I think. Both Tyreek and AJ Brown have got a shot. If either of them get two thousand yards, really, because if, 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 they're both on pace for two thousand yards, or, you know, at least you know close enough to two thousand yards, right? I think one of them probably will break Calvin Johnson's single season receiving record, uh, receiving yard record, you know, which is no, I think it's nineteen hundred and sixty-one or something. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. if I would go, that's a um, obviously a massive record. Still stood for ten years or so. You got um, yeah. ten. Longer, I think. Yeah, yeah. You got um. 
well, obviously no one's done 2,000 yards before. There's no real clear candidate for MVP. You know, if AJ Brown's been playing the way Tyreek's been playing as well, I think it's yeah. possible they probably will go over 2,000 yards. If there's no real, you know, if there's no real candidate there, I think I think they might have a chance. It would be nice to see a skill position player win MVP as well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's a rarity nowadays. Offensive player of the year, they're the two favourites. Yeah. One, of them, one of them will win it. AJ Brown needs Jane Hurts to pass him the ball. So yeah, true, Hurt, true, true. Hurts will Hurts will beat him for MVP for me, and for Tyreek Hill with his pass, there's just no way the voters are going to vote him to win MVP. Mm. <laughs> He's not a well liked man off the field across the uh, across the NFL. So I just don't think it's going to happen. I think if the Dolphins won the one seed. And he'd had a crazy year. Tua might win it just because he's made a two thousand yard receiver. Um, but yeah, I just I don't can't see it happening. You never know. If they got like six seven hundred yards more than the record. Like just say AJ Brown started going one hundred seventy five every game, and Jane Hurts started throwing a few picks. You'd see some voters probably vote him in, but I just think it's a bit of a, a QB award nowadays. And yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, those two are definitely favourites for the. Um, Offensive player of the year. I think it'll just basically be whoever wins, whoever gets more yards out of those two mm. players. I don't think wins will come into it, touchdowns won't come into it. I literally think it'll be which wide receiver gets the most yards, wins offensive player of the year. And um, yeah, probably, yeah, I probably fancy Tyreek with the schedule, to be honest, to, to go and win that. I think. Well, especially AJ the next five weeks as well for the Dolphins. I think that's, that's massive. So. Yeah, this game will be important for it because it, the Chiefs are good against wide receiver ones, but AJ mm. Brown killed them in the Super Bowl. So. We'll see how much better they are this week. But if he goes off again this week, Super Bowl rematch, and he gets 175 yards, then he'll probably be the favourite for Offensive Player of the Year. But um, yeah, the both receivers have had a great season. So. Right, it's time to pick the game. Um, I think Dallas Goddard being out for the Eagles is probably quite a big factor. Obviously, we've not talked about that yet. Um, they're yeah. a little bit banned up on the offensive line too, but they're so well coached in the offensive line. I don't know if that'll make too much difference, but he's in the middle. Um, where that, that's the issue, so maybe look, maybe Chris Jones has a, a other game, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go for the Chiefs win. Uh, but I really think it's good either way. Uh, I just I I love the Chiefs defense too much not to not to mm. to, to, you know, to pick against them. Really, I think I think that's that's my only factor there. And as I said, Gold up being out being out will sort of con- contributes that to to that as well. So yeah, go yeah. go for the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm assuming you're going for the Chiefs as well, right? Yeah, I'm going for the Chiefs as well. By the way, me and you at the preview at the start of the year, we both said the Chiefs' defense would be good, and a lot of people didn't mm. think that because how young they are. So that's a tick for uh, for us on on that category. Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs will win. I don't always beat the Chiefs. I do think the Bills a couple of weeks time. I'm probably not going to be on the pod between now and then. Could beat the Chiefs. Like there's certain teams that I do think that I do worry about us playing, and I but I think offer by. Patrick Mahomes after they haven't played Andy well Reid off a bye as well. Like there's that. Yeah, Andy yeah. Reid off a bye. It's a standalone game. And what's most important for me is Eagles are the fourth worst team in the NFL for pass defense. I think they'll be able to pass the ball. What team is the worst in the NFL guarding tight ends? It's the Eagles. <laughs> and who's the best player on the field for me? Who's not quarterback? It's Travis Kelsey. He's got Taylor Swift in the stands as well, so that, you know, elevate him more exactly. as well. So. Exactly. So, yeah, I think after a bye, he's been banged up all year. Hasn't looked as fast as he used to. Um, really taking care of his body in the last couple of weeks. So, didn't play as much against the Dolphins, didn't get as many targets. Really, they've really tried to kind of rest him up the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I think they'll win. It'll be a very close game. Fourth quarter game. I just think maybe we'll see one of those famous Mahomes-Kelsey drives late in the fourth quarter to score a field goal or score a touchdown to go in there. Uh, to go and win it. Um, but yeah, I can't see the Chiefs blowing the Eagles out, but I could see the Eagles blowing the Chiefs out. I mm-hmm. just think Mahomes will be too good and 
we'll, we'll be able to keep up in the game and but I think it'll be close. I'd still pick Chiefs and I think it's two and a half the spread. So I think they'll win yeah. by about that. So about kind of three to seven points. But yeah, it should be a fun, fun game. I'm definitely going to stay up for it. I assume you are going to stay up as well. Yeah, I got Tuesday off. We'll, uh, we'll record it, have some sleep and then go straight into the podcast. So, so uh, yeah. Nice. I'll be messaging you in panic probably if we uh, have to punt mm. in the first quarter or being annoyed. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, should be a fun well, game though, so. I reckon we'll I reckon we'll all watch it together in the living room as well, Mio and Aunt Charlie. So might even have Ollie over. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, I think just I think don't we'll tell Owen to start messaging me if uh, the Eagles go fourteen 0 up. I don't need that in my life. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, Liam, thank you for thank you for coming on, mate. It's been great to have you on as always. Um, as we said, fun week this week. Looking forward to it. And um, yeah, mate. Just anything you want to plug before we, before we leave? Yeah, just going to mention the full ten yards betting podcast we recorded yesterday. Um, but next week we're having two shows because of the Thanksgiving game. So yeah. we'll be live Tuesday night um, to do the Thanksgiving games. And then we'll go Thursday during the Thanksgiving games for the for the weekend slate. So, yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, we always have a laugh. Um, and I'm basically picking four out of six every single week. So if you want to make some money, uh, come over and uh, come over and listen. But, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And hopefully we get some good good games this weekend. No trouble at all, mate. I've been Sam, he's been Liam, and this has been the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast, the Week 11 Preview, and we'll see you. We'll see you for the Week 11 Recap, where uh, I think we may feel differently about some teams than we did coming into this game, for sure. I think it's going to be just a... We're going to have some storylines, for sure. We'll see you. I'll see you on on Tuesday morning, uh, and I'll see you on Wednesday as well. Again, it's going to be an early pod for us this week as well. See you on Wednesday for the Thanksgiving pod, but until now... I'll see you next time. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on, I've got to end the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just as I we finished recording. Yeah, I got, I got a what? We got a, uh, got a what's a notification? Joe Burrow is out for the year, according to head coach Zach Taylor. Uh, he had an MRI this morning. He he has a torn ligament. Uh, so Jake Browning, who finished last night as a backup, will start for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, bring someone else in. Wow, <laughs> thoughts, Liam? Yeah, we were just talking about at the start of the pod that maybe being a week or two. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's their season done. It doesn't matter who you bring in. There's just no one out there. You can't trade for anyone now. Um, the only way you'd get saved is if a good team releases someone to try and save some money, which you can do, like a Tanner Hill or a Jimmy. But even then, I just don't think with their schedule that they'll be in it. So yeah, they're completely, completely done. Um, so yeah, crazy, uh, crazy news. Um, and it really does help the Bills, Browns, Steelers, those sort of Texans, those sort of teams will be kind of boosted now for a playoff position but yeah crazy crazy news um you never even someone who does hate the bengals after our recent rivalry you don't it's rubbish you don't want to see good players go down especially quarterbacks it just ruins the whole season so uh yeah it's a shame and uh, my co-host adam on the betting podcast i'm be waiting for a text for him now uh depressed that the nfl season's over for him but yeah yeah crazy it, it did look painful didn't it last night but mm. didn't i didn't think it'd be this bad yeah it just obviously this has happened literally now. So it's just, you know, initial reaction to this. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, maybe, maybe I assumed it was something they had known about. And then he's obviously, it looked bad. As I as said, like I'm never seen a quarterback hold his hand after a throw without any contact or anything like in that, in that way. You know, yeah. literally just the ball, he released the ball out of his hand and that's, that's you know, he's clutching it thinking, you know, he's in yeah. quite, quite a lot of penalties. I was like, wow, what, what, what's going on there? Yeah. Well, the um, play before though, um, the play before Clowney did hit his, hit his hand. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he threw the touchdown and then had that pain. And then he went to throw on the sideline, couldn't even grip the ball. It almost looked like an elbow injury. The fact he couldn't <laughs> grip the ball. 
Uh, and then they were like, no, it's wrist. And I was like, okay, wow, it's bad, but I assume he'll be back in two weeks. And then, yeah, he just dropped the note that, I don't know what ligament it is, but he's going to require surgery, isn't it? So he's he's going to be out for the rest of the season. We'll go on IR. And uh, Adam has officially texted me and said, we can get Joe Flacco before the Browns. So uh, <laughs> Bengals fans are now all in on, yeah, they're all in on Joe Flacco, which they never thought, thought they'd say probably eight years ago. So yeah, crazy, crazy news. Completely changes the AFC picture now for me. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, it's just just a lot of lots of words, really. Obviously, um, now, yeah, well, everything we said about the Bengals an hour ago is pretty much redundant now, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. That's, um, that's that's ten minutes until we get back. But look, yeah, I think it's just the way the NFL is. If you would have told mm. me that that Joe Burrow would be, you know, would suffer a season ending injury last night, like, yeah, you know, even this morning, you know, it's just yeah. it looked. The, the amount of high, that game was so high stakes last night it ended up being underwhelming but there was a storyline old oh, Burrow's hurt his hand now it's Burrow's out for the season now yeah. it, now it's just taken a complete you know different completely different meaning it's just like yeah it's just uh, yeah and it's tough to lose him anyway like he's whatever anyone says he'd be top five there's no one that will name outside of top five but like last year it's okay the defence is incredible T. Higgins is fully healthy. Jamar's fully healthy. They had a better tight end. You'd think, okay, maybe they can still do a bit of a Browns and get the seven seed and kind of be a bit of an issue in the playoffs. But with how their defense is playing this year, I think it just completely writes off the the season for them. So yeah, I'm with you. I never would have thought that they uh, that this would have happened. And yeah, it changes the whole AFC uh, the whole AFC picture. And yeah, the Bengals will be fine next year. They'll come back. Joe Burrow will be back. And Probably without T. Higgins, I expect. But. Yeah, and they'll be a contender again. But yeah, like you said, this was a great opportunity. Still had Hendrickson, Logan, all those guys, and T and Jamar. Next year, they might not have both those guys. But um, yeah, crazy, crazy news. And uh, yeah, who thought Thursday night football is just a killer? This happens every year. There's always yeah. stupid injuries on uh, on Thursday night, which is uh, rubbish for the league. And it, yeah, it makes the season a bit less fun down the stretch because the Bengals have got some good games. So those games are... Uh, just won't mean as much. But yeah, hopefully he gets back fully healthy uh, next year and is the Joe Burrow that everyone loves to watch. Yeah, well, that, this is, we're going for real this time. <laughs> unless, unless something happens in the next couple of minutes, we're going for real. So yeah, again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow's up for the season. Let's, uh, let's, let's end, on, end on that cliffhanger, really. Uh, again, this time, I'll, I'll, I'll see you on Tuesday morning. <laughs>